0: You are on the Crooked Mile. Join Ed on another fabulous adventure. And thank you. Hey, welcome everyone. Yes, you have found the Crooked Mile. Now my old man, my dad, he's a storyteller. He had great stories and He's also probably one of the coolest guys I know and part of that is because his great gift to tell stories. He could tell you stories that would well they were just captivating. And what was cool about it is he could tell tell you start telling you a story and then go off on a tangent and start telling you another story and it may or may not be relevant to the story that he started, but he could Complete this one and bring it back around, loop it around, and start right where he left off on the original stories. And bam, just keep going. I think part of the reason he was such a great storyteller is because he grew up during the golden age of radio and, and listened to listened to a lot of radio, I guess, growing up. And also, he uh, later on he actually worked in radio for a short time. Another thing, he had great diction; he could enunciate well. He, that's just was his regular speaking voice. He just enunciated very well, and projection. He could project, and that, and that reminds me also was when we were growing up, he uh, got involved in some local theater, a lot of local theater around the Seattle, Bellevue, Issaquire areas. So you could, you could be in the back row and he could be up in the middle of the stage and without any amplifying equipment, you could hear him distinctly. You could hear his voice because his projection was, was that great. Another cool thing about him was he could hand down an ass-chewing like you wouldn't believe. He could he could let you have it, or whoever, and make them feel about three feet small. And he could do that and put you in your place without using a single cuss word. Now, if you can do that, you can deliver an ass-chewing like that without a single cuss word. That is a professional ass-chewing. For the most part, you know, growing up, I don't... I don't remember him using a lot of cuss words, and and that's okay. Like I said, his his diction and the way you know he spoke was you know he enunciated so well. So used, when he occasionally would use cuss words, it didn't quite roll off the tongue. And like I said, just a great storyteller, whether he was just telling you a story or telling a story through one of his characters on stage. You know, now that I think about it. When, coolest things he does is he can let you know exactly what he's feeling, what his emotions are, without a single word, just through his facial expressions, his wide range of facial expression. Most notably, though, is the raised eyebrow, and he could convey so much with that, whether it's surprise or delight or confusion, sarcasm, or if you're about to get what's coming to you, that came into play and you knew in no uncertain terms that you are about to have it coming to you. So with all that being said, and I could go on for a long time for sure, but it's my dad's birthday here in a couple days, so I wanted to uh, dedicate the launch of the Crooked Mile to you, Dad. It was way back when we lived in the house on 36 in West Seattle, and uh, along with Dad's regular job, he also had a side gig driving, driving the bus for the skiers. Now remember, I was, I was, I think five at the time. But on this one particular day, uh, my brother Mick and I got to ride along with a promise to go play in the snow. Now playing in the snow would be great, but we got to ride along in this great vessel, and my dad was the captain. Okay, now remember. I think I was about five at the time, so so some of the details may be a little vague at best. I do know that living in Seattle, there wasn't a lot of snow and there wasn't a lot of ski hills around, so the, the trip was either to Snoqualmie Pass or Stevens Pass, I don't know. But we were up before light light, and sleepy-eyed, and bundled up with our coats and our mittens and our hoods and our scarves, and, and I remember, I remember my, my red rubber boots that slipped on over my shoes. Now the trip up to the ski area was mostly mostly uneventful except for the fact that it was probably the coolest thing I'd ever done in my entire life up to that point. Pretty soon, the closer we got to the ski hill, the rain started turning to snow and my imagination started to run wild. Now with all the adventures playing out in my head, I don't I don't remember if it was before, during, or after Christmas, but suddenly i was staring out at the fabled christmas tree forest up at the north pole and then finally we rolled into the parking lot of the ski area Gotten light by now and we stopped dad let dad let all the skiers off and let them know what time the bus would be leaving to return back to town and then mick and i were finally let off the bus to go play in the snow as well but with firm instructions not to wander too far and to stay where I can see you. When we got off the bus, we saw some other kids playing in and around the parking area. So Mick and I went and joined them, and we were throwing snowballs and running and falling in the snow, making snow angels. And sure, we made a snowman. Somebody made a snowman. And there were places where the snow was so deep. Never seen snow that deep, ever. But before long, certainly before I recognized it, my little red boots had filled with snow. And then the snow began to melt. And then they filled with snow again. And then pretty soon my feet were so cold and they hurt so bad. And I was crying like a five-year-old. So Mick helped me back to the bus and me bawling like a baby the whole way. We must have walked about 30 miles or maybe it was 30 yards, I don't know. But Dad saw us coming and he had the heater going and got on the bus and he helped me off with my boots and snow and slush went flying as he pulled them off my feet and then Mick was permitted to go back outside and play which in my mind was totally not cool or back then it was probably more like no fair but Dad took my socks and hung them to dry by the bus heater then he gently rubbed life back into my feet while I sat under a blanket drinking hot cocoa. And it wasn't before too long I started feeling better and I said to dad that I think I would like to go back outside and play now. Well the answer was no. However the old man did have a plan. After I got my shoes and socks on and my rubber boots back on he called Mick to the bus and then he took us to a nearby pancake place where we could fill up on a stack of pancakes. Now going to a restaurant was kind of a big deal. and. We knew without being told, but we were told anyway, to be on our best behavior and to mind your manners. I'm sure Dad took care of all the ordering and everything, but all I remember is when the waitress came back and set a plate of pancakes in front of me with, what's this? Ice cream on top of pancakes? Well, I never would have thought of such a thing. But needless to say that the desire was too great and I couldn't take it. The ice cream was melting and I had to act fast. So I took that yummy looking swirl of ice cream and shoved the whole thing in my mouth. Now being told to behave myself and to mind my manners and knowing full well that I really pushed the envelope with this stunt, I had no choice but to endure this awful decision of mine and keep this not ice cream ice cream in my mouth and force it down. None of this was lost on Dad, however. He saw the whole thing, and if he didn't, I'm sure the look on my face told the whole story. So, with an eyebrow raised, and a smile in his eyes, he says to me, not exactly what you were expecting, was it, my boy? No, I said, this ice cream tastes icky. (laughs) Well, Dad laughed out loud and big threw his head back and just laughed out loud. And that's my dad. Love you, Dad. Happy birthday.